the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, and he will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today, as we celebrate the Feast of the Annunciation, that is, the Word becoming flesh among us, that Jesus is conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, we also take note that this day, traditionally, March 25th, is not only the day on which Jesus is conceived, it is also traditionally the day on which he dies on the cross. Now, Lent moves each year. But there is a sort of juxtaposition there, a comparison. That God come, breaks into our world, he breaks into our experience, he breaks and he begins to break the bonds of sin on the day in which Mary gives her great yes. As Mary gives her great yes to our Lord, she begins and sets in motion the destruction of sin sets in motion the destruction of evil, even prefiguring the cross. Jesus enters our world on March 25th, making himself like us. But then also on March 25th, on the original Good Friday, he then also takes, uh, he then also leaves this world, not for good, not to abandon us, but instead he leaves this world in order to put to, put to death sin and death. He breaks out of this world in order to open up the gates for heaven for each and every one of us by the font of baptism. And so this day is a particular importance. There's a sort of poetic nature to the fact that God enters our world on the same day as he dies on the cross. And even within J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, it's actually the day on which the ring of power is destroyed. And so this date has great power within the Catholic imagination. The state is so fundamentally important for us to recognize that Jesus became like one of us, came like one of us that he even became a child in the womb of a mother, became like one of us that he was raised in a family, he became like one of us that he had to grow, that he grew up, experienced work as a carpenter, experienced the death of a parent and his father, Joseph, but then also experienced the pain and suffering that all of us can experience at different points in our lives. 
and ultimately experiences the experience that all of us will one day have to face, which is our own death. And so this day is a reminder that God breaks into our experience. Whatever you experience, he has experience. A priest I know once said, he did his dissertation on this very fact, or on this idea, that on the cross, Jesus experienced all the psychological suffering, all the physical suffering, all the suffering and pain that every single human being that has ever lived, that ever will live. He took it on to himself because he's God. And he experienced all of it. On the cross, on the same day that he enters our experience, he also takes all of our experiences of pain and suffering to himself. So whatever you've experienced, the loss of a loved one, a grandparent, whether it's even the smallest of sufferings, whatever it may be, Jesus has experienced it with you, and he continues to experience it with you. And this reality is presented to us again and again through the Mass, that Mary makes present to us, allows us to experience this by her yes. She's the one who opens up the gates of heaven ultimately by saying yes to God. God never desires to get from us a grudging yes. He never wants us to be stingy or upset or broody or grumpy about the yes that we give him in this life. But instead, he wants us to give him a full, undivided yes, even to the trials and sufferings we experience. He wants us to embrace whatever it is that comes our way as something good from him, because it is all good. He's experienced all of it for us, and he wants us to experience it with hearts open to his will with hearts that accept that whatever happens to us is for our good and the good of those around us and the good of the entire world and the good of salvation. This is the yes that Mary gives, the yes on this day in which it was probably a particularly joyful day. What mother isn't joy-filled to be given a child, finding out for the first time that one's a mother? Of course it was joy-filled. But she also knew what that meant because she was well-steeped in the scriptures. And she knew that the Messiah was coming into the world. Then the image that we have at the back of the church, the Pieta, was also what came next. That that would one day come. That her son, the one that she was joyful to have incarnate in her womb, would one day die for the sins of Israel, the sins of his people, the sins of the entire world. She said that yes for you, for me, She willingly gives her son to you. So walk hand in hand with Mary the rest of this Lent. Walk hand in hand with her. Whether you're a kindergartner, first grader, second grader, seventh or eighth grader, you can comfort her along her journey to the cross. Comfort her. Stand by her as St. John stands by her at the cross. Allow yourself to be sad with her. Allow yourself to be present to her, but also allow yourself to be thankful for the gift of her yes and allowing Jesus to break into our experience, but then also in her yes that allows Jesus to die for our sins, to suffer for us so that we might have life and have it to the full. That's how loved you are by God, and that's how loved you are by Our Lady, by Mary.
that she did that for you. Because imagine if your own parents were asked to give you up for everyone else. That would be extremely hard. But she does it with the same fiat that she gave on this day, on which Jesus becomes incarnate. So take heart. You are so loved by God our Father, by Jesus Christ, the Son, who is true God and true man, but then also deeply loved by Mary, who gives her a great yes at every moment of her life, and from whom we can take our, our example, from her example, to follow Jesus no matter what comes our way.